0: Give me. This is an impromptu uh, episode of The Skeleton Crew. This is show number 120.5. And the reason it is that is because uh, we're in the middle of a retrospective here. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) we've been reviewing Phantasm for, well, just one show. So it's not like we're in the middle of it. But uh, a big event just occurred, and it is Rob Zombie finally made another movie and this movie is very controversial for the skeleton crew as you know we ranted and raved about it because we were against him crowdfunding because he's not a regular person like the normal people that do it and instead he has 40 million dollars but still uh thought that the people making uh you know uh 12 an hour should should give money for him to make a movie so that was a pretty controversial thing, but we, didn't, we haven't ranted about that in, what, two years, Dave? Because that was 2014, so that was a long, yeah. long time ago. But uh, we are very lucky tonight because um, th- this movie it actually has a very limited release. It was only released one day. That was September 1st, and it was only released one time in each theater it was in, which was hardly any. So Jamie did not get to see this movie. So luckily, we have a special guest, Justin Patrick, joining the show tonight. Justin, thanks so much, dude. Hey, no problem. I was
1: so excited to talk about this because everybody was reviewing it on Facebook and and giving their thoughts, and it was very up and down, and I thought it'd be interesting to see where you two guys come in on it as well as let the Skeleton Crew World and Porfilia Network know my opinions on it as well.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Horrorphilia is, uh, that's where Justin's show is. It is 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, 22 Shots presents Ash vs. the Evil Dead podcast, and 22 Shots presents the X-Files podcast. Oh, and you also have Disturbing Cinema. (laughs) I mean, you have more shows, I don't even know how he gets all this, (laughs) but... Uh, yeah, guys, check him out. Justin has uh, been around for quite some time. He's no newbie, and he knows what he's doing. All the shows are great. He used to have this cool thing where you guys, uh, you, you like had the whole live thing, and you had all the four cameras showing you guys. I couldn't even figure out how to do that, so that's why we never did that. I'm too stupid.
1: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is actually quite complicated, honestly. There's been times where uh, we've tried to do it again. Dave has actually been on one of them with the uh, horror <laughs> trivia. Oh In, yeah! It, it's it is usually difficult to get going, and you know it's 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 hard because it's video, for laggy and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I I thought they were all good, but yeah, you you were good since the beginning. I've been listening to you, and I'm really happy you're on here, and I know you will add a lot to this. And I'm glad I don't know what side of the fence you fall on with this movie. Um. So this should be interesting. So let's all be honest here, though, and you know. I don't want to pull punches, and I don't want to lie to people or blow smoke up anyone's ass. Because, you know, I, I have, and I'm just speaking for myself at this moment, because i sort of been, I, sometimes when I read stuff on uh, on Facebook, I feel like, well, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say this, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, I don't know, I, maybe, hopefully you guys will feel that way. I always feel this weird guilt complex. Okay, so the movie is called 31. Rob Zombie's been working on this for, like, uh, two and a half years, and he finally got it released, and it is a movie about uh, a bunch of, like, a band, literally, a band of people who, um, who, who drive a van, I guess they're headed to a gig, and then there's... I think they're
2: carnival employees. Is that what they They are? never... Yeah, they never quite come out and say it, and that's... One of the negative things about this movie is the first 10 minutes, the conversations that are, and not to get into the, the review right off the bat, but it's never really 100% from what I saw. I thought it was It's music. not really said. It's kind of implied that they're like carnies. Carnies. Yeah. Oh. Because they mentioned something about doing things, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I believe that they're, they're circus people or, or carnies. traveling oh, wow. carnies. Yeah, I Oh, know.
0: okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, there, there you go. I mean, well, we're going to get into that. That's one of the problems of this movie. That first... <laughs> the first section of dialogue is horrendous. But uh, don't worry, guys. Anybody who loves the movie, don't worry. It doesn't mean I'm... That does not encapsulate the whole movie. Um, but yeah. Okay, switch that. It's not a literal band of people. It's a literal bunch of people who are carnies, and they're driving, I guess, to a carnival, traveling carnival, and, uh, they get, they get, there's like a roadblock of scarecrows, they get kidnapped by these strange people, and then they get pulled into this room, and, uh, what would you call the people running this game? Roddy McDowell is, you know, when they put those, that hairpiece on, what, what what exactly type of person is that?
1: Like, I was just thinking, you know, Washington's, like George Washington era. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't know I <laughs> right? what they were supposed to be.
2: Yeah. The Washingtonians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like what are they
0: supposed to be? I don't know, guys. But uh, they're like these weird uh, throwbacks to, to like the the eighteen hundreds. I don't know. I don't With, like powdered wigs.
2: <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> they are like pompous asses. Like, that's like right. that's what they look like. Like, they think they're royalty. They're, like, trying to mock that, <laughs> that time period and the way they look, looked then and, like, how certain maybe rich people. You have to assume that they're rich, too.
1: Uh, but I mean, nothing's really clear in this movie. Oh, yes,
0: it is. Because remember, he puts the bet down for, like, half a million or something. Or, yeah, but,
1: but what did he yeah. put down? That could have been junk. I you know. know. He, I don't like, know. So I didn't know if they were just pretending or, <laughs> or if they were legit. I don't know
2: nothing is clear in this movie and you're either going to go with it and say well, you don't give a shit or you're going to pick it apart and say well that doesn't make sense well they should have explained this better that's the thing about this movie it's just like Rob Zombie said you know what This, and he even said did you guys see the interview when it ended Q&A. Yeah, you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. And when he said, he goes, dude, I was working on this Broad Street Bullies movie, and it was so frustrating. And he goes, you know what? One day, he goes, I just had the idea. And he goes, and I, I can come up with this movie in a minute. And he says it, it will get made quicker than Broad Street Bullies. So he goes, how about we just make a movie of five people kidnapped on Halloween night and <laughs> thrown into this place, and they're going to be hunted down in a game. And he, he And he said, I came up with it in a minute.
1: And it's I, just a I believe that.
3: Movie. Yeah, I
1: believe that too. Yeah,
3: I
2: do too. <laughs> I think
0: I came up with this one time, but I forgot about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you're not, you don't have the backing uh, and, and the name of Rob Zombie, so he just said to hell with it. I'm going to make this movie, and he did. And you can either—that's why I said—if you look at it seriously, you can pick it apart. But if you look at it as a freaking like, a, like an '80s movie, like an just an
1: exploitation a, film,
2: or an, yeah, or an exploitation film, right? Exactly. Just whatever it is, then you just got to roll with it. All right, well, some let's do, let, can and some can't. Let's
0: try to do both here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> because, right. number one, we are a
0: horror podcast. We have to critique. We have okay. to, you know, I mean, uh, what else are we going to do? So, okay. Um, okay, so the first, I'm not going to say act. Uh, I don't even know what that even really means. I guess that's a whole third of a movie, at least. Uh, but no, the first, like, opener is them in a van and they're driving. And what you're supposed to do here is get a good, you know, read on all all the characters, if you like them, if you don't like them, who's the dick, who's not the dick, all that kind of typical stuff. Um, Unfortunately, this opening scene is just... is terrible. Rob Zombie's dialogue is a joke. This whole opener, you know, and I love that whole atmosphere. I love the shitty-looking film and how it's really seventy I think it's like seventy six he even pinpointed it or something like that. Yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah and and I love that. But I'm not I w I was I was like trying to force myself to get sucked into this conversation they're having and and the only, the only one I really got sucked into was when the guy like uh, went into the room and these people were banging and he grabs his gorilla mask. Like, that's about all I... Re- oh, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. This is a spoiler review. Uh, clearly, a lot of you have not seen this movie. So, um, this is just a review for people who have seen it. So, I really suggest you turn this off because we're... Although this will be hopefully short... We're also gonna like
1: spoil everything. So, to be fair, Alex, though, there's really not much you can even give away. Though it's really by the numbers. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Except the the end, and even that's a question. You know, exactly. that doesn't even have to necessarily be mentioned. But honestly, that's, that's really it. I mean, it's a horror movie. You know what's going to happen. Five people are going to go on a place. You know there's going to be a final girl. That's right. obvious. Any asshole would know that watching any horror movie.
1: Okay. I bet you could figure out which one it is, too. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, guys. Well, uh, on Justin's uh, thing, on his thought process here, I guess you can listen to this if you've not seen the movie and... You'll figure. You'll forget it by the time you watch. You know, because uh, who knows what, when you'll see it next? I don't know. So okay, yeah. So yeah, stay with us if you have not seen this. Okay. So yeah, the opening dialogue's horrendous. I mean, it it it's not gripping. It's not interesting. Nothing about it is remotely interesting. And then, then they get to this part where this guy is banging a chick. The guy grabs his mask, and then he gets to another uninteresting part. So, I mean. Am I wrong? Do you two guys? Do either one of you really dig the whole opener scene when they're in the van talking, establishing their characters? Uh,
2: no, uh, no, I <laughs> do not. And I, 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 listen, I mean, we're all fans of Rob Zombie's movies. Mm-hmm. I, I know JP is. I know. I know Alex is. I know. I people. I think people know us as fans of his movies for the most part. Yes. You know. So we're we're not the the kind that want to sit here and talk shit about it. But I will be the first to say that in in, in in most of his movies, the dialogue is not his strong point. But usually it's at least entertaining or funny. And in this, it, it really is none of that. There's a little bit of camaraderie later on, like Alex said, when he sees the girl banging, but it just seems like there's too many there's eight people, and they're all saying stuff and kind of joking around a bit, but Nothing is really said that you can even grab onto. It's just like in joke <laughs> between them. But how we, how do we know what they're saying? You know, right. it's just it's a weak point of the film. In the beginning, yeah. and I'll tell you what that would I can see that turning a lot of people off right away that don't have patience and that aren't Rob Zombie fans. The look of it, I like. It's very Devil's Reject. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, yeah
1: but uh, me personally, just, I love the opening in terms of the there was that early scene on that I wasn't even sure if it's part of the movie yet and then the the montage with the the old 70s look and the camera and the freeze frame like I love that and I was like okay this is gonna be good and then it got to the characters it got to the dialogue and like Dave was saying where there's all these conversations that's happening between them unfortunately for the viewer I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I was like what, what did what are they even saying? I it, I thought I was dumb. I was like I can't pick up any of these conversations. What they what they mean what she's talking about, you know? And then when they did go into the back with the the dude banging the chick, that was kind of a funny moment and right. and you're like, "Okay, I I'm I'm kind of with this." And then like you mentioned there's eight characters way too many to follow, and then half of them are throwaway anyway. Near half of them we never even see again. And honestly, you don't even know what really happens to him because it's so frantic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Justin, thank you so much. I'm a retard. I I actually skipped the opener. Um, okay.
2: What, that guy? That, yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Doomhead? Doomhead. Doomhead. He okay. is badass. He's a plus for this movie. Yep.
0: Yes, I agree. Before we get into Doomhead's opening dia- uh, monologue, basically, because he, the other guy hardly said anything, uh, am I correct You know, listen, I'm not one to really research that much, and I like to go on instinct here. And quite frankly, I was pretty obliterated last night when I watched this, so I don't really remember. But, uh, was Doomhead, is he the guy who kept saying fuck, fuck, fuck in Halloween (gasps) 2?
2: Wow. Now that you mention it, that might be him. Oh, so you don't know. Oh, Wow. I didn't pick up on that, but holy shit! I think hmm. it's him. I think it is too. Now that you have mentioned it, JP, what do you think?
3: You know,
1: I, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering. I've only seen Halloween two maybe three times, and it's been probably two years since I've seen it. But it's kind of familiar sounding. But i he's really the know cow. What about.
2: It's him. He's in Halloween two. I just looked up his name. Oh, that's him. Movie. Wow. He doesn't say his name is Gary Scott in H two, but I, we have to imagine that that's him. That has to be him. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
2: And the other guy from H2 is in this movie, too, that's, you know, that's one of the heads later. You uh, know what I'm talking about? The guy that pukes in Devil's Rejects? Yeah, uh,
0: yes, but who, who who is he in this?
2: He's one of the heads that kind of looked like he was channeling Bill Mosley. Remember those oh, two he was one of the Chainsaw yeah, Brothers? Yeah, you know,
0: show. Tiffany thought that was Bill Mosley.
1: I did, too. He
0: first. sounds like him. It's like he was yeah. channeling him. Yeah, he was trying right. to.
2: But I still liked him. I mean, he was good. But I mean, when, when you saw him up close, you knew it wasn't. But right. I was able to pick on Like, oh, that's that guy from Devil's Rejects that pukes. And Mosley makes fun of him for puking. And he was in, like, The Walking Dead. He got whacked really quick. quick. And he was in, I want to say he was in Sons of Anarchy for a bit, part two. He's a guy that just gets around a little bit. You know, he's a character actor, well, I guess.
0: the two Sons of Anarchy guys in any Rob Zombie movie is clearly Chief Unser and Bobby Munson. who From H2. From H2, Right. So those two I know. I don't know anyone else who might have been in uh,
2: Sons of Anarchy. I believe he was in a brief part. I could be wrong. He was definitely in a brief part in Walking Dead. It was like under three episodes and he got whacked. Okay. I forget his damn name. All right. Well, what do
0: you guys think of that opening thing? Um, Okay. Uh, God, you know, I'm sorry, guys. You're going to kill me. Sometimes I feel like the only thing I know to talk about is something I had a problem with. But I swear to God, I am going to get... I am going to say positive things. I swear to God. Okay, so the the one thing I have a problem with, and, and it's in the whole movie, but it it really, and now that I look back on it, I remember sitting there thinking this as soon as it happened. Uh, so Doom's head, or Doomhead, is telling this guy that, you know, I'm going to kill you. It's going to be the most brutal thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. And and I apologize, which was a cool line. But believe it or not, I actually thought he was going to say it before he said it. Believe it or not, before he said, I want to apologize in advance, I guessed that he was going to say for not sharpening my axe. And I I can't even tell you how I knew he was going to say that, but but I did. And yeah, isn't that weird? But so he tells the guy, I apologize in advance for not sharpening my axe. It's going to take a few more whacks to kill you due to that. So, I'm like, oh, yes, baby. This is gonna be fucking epic. This guy is gonna chop him into any little bits, my friend. Sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to do Friday Five stuff. Uh, no, no. Yeah, you know, wait. What did she? Yeah, I've got chocolate. of pieces.
2: Yeah. Wait. So <laughs> I'm such a loser with that stuff. So GP's a Friday head too, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, He's listen, that, like At least he knows
0: when to get married, right? So yeah.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: So, uh, so I think, and Dave do agree that he. This guy should have started at the legs, and by the time a minute passed, this guy should look like uh Alpo Dog food, right? I mean <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that this should have been amazing?
1: This- yeah, I am I'm, I'm with you on that. I was like, wait, that was the couple more whacks? One extra whack? Right? Just a couple extra? So two whacks total?
2: And- <laughs> Oh, oh I can, my God! I can only hope it was cut because everyone knows this was <laughs> seventeen, and they kept resubmitting it. <laughs> and I really believe that they fuck the studio fucks with Rob Zombie. You know he doesn't like the studio; he's always complained about the studios. And now he crowdfunds and does other things. He he doesn't get along. He's not a studio guy. So I think kind of like what happened with Friday the Thirteenth, how part two was cut because they blamed part one for starting all that gore shit. I think that Rob Zombie suffers
1: more cuts than other horror movies do just because it's him. And I ask think you this: the MPA fucked him. Okay, this is kind of interesting you said that. The, do you know what this film was rated? What is it rated? It's R. It was going to be nc Okay, because I went into the theater and they, they asked me for my ID and said that I had to be 21. The girl that I was with, <laughs> they said that I had to be 21 to bring her in if she didn't have an ID. And she did have an ID, obviously. I'm not saying she didn't needs- yeah, that's, that's, right, that's, that's hot, man. But uh, oh yeah, so I was like twenty-one. What I thought it was eighteen or nineteen. What What is this twenty or seventeen? What What's twenty-one? Right. You know? Yeah. What are you gonna
0: What are you gonna get wasted while you're watching the movie?
2: <laughs>
1: you guys uh, serving you're court, serving booze? Yeah, you serving
0: Miller Lights or something? You have
2: to drink. You got to do a shot to get into the theater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. am i drinking or watching a fucking movie here right
2: Holy see they shit. fuck with him they fuck with rob zombie i'm telling you i i, I wouldn't doubt it hmm. because he he gives a middle finger to the critic to the critic yeah but so. you know what to dude the, to the studio this is
0: bullshit though
2: think of all the poor saps
0: who sat there and crowdfunded this guy and then they're gonna get a movie that's cut like are you seriously kidding me right now This is what we crowdfunded. You finally got away. You didn't have to deal with studio bullshit. We gave you our money. We barely have any, but we still gave it to you. And yet, we're still watching a movie subjected by studio shit. You gotta be kidding me, man. Like, that's the only thing. Like, the edits, I swear. This movie was, we talked about Friday. This was, I feel, edited more. It was more tame than Friday 2 and 7 which are known as the two most heavily edited Friday 13s out there. These kills in this movie were horrific. Like, and the, the, the real reason, besides that, the, the guy saying it's going to take a few extra whacks, and it gives, like J- Justin said, one extra whack. Besides that, uh, the other thing that led me to believe, wow, something's wrong here with these kills is the second, the second kill was off screen. He literally lunged at the guy, and it went to a cut scene to something else of somebody just walking around. And I was like, whoa. Why are we watching a Rob Zombie horror movie if you're cutting the
2: kills out? They cut them, and I'll tell you what, it, it he had to submit this movie three times, and then he made an announcement on the 31 website where he stated that if you are trying to decide whether or not to go see this theatrically or wait for the blu-ray wait for the blu-ray because that will be the NC17
1: version that, when it drops that's a, that's at least interesting that he said that because when i think back to the kills in this film i um, I think what wait what were the kills right because they they were all there's really wasn't any you know that you see it's it's really frantic as well
0: yeah oh yeah the filming is all shaky cam yeah wh- how about that Okay, so Rob Zombie decides that when two people, and this is even bizarre a choice to begin with, two people are fighting for their life at the same time. Like, holy shit, who even does that? Okay, but maybe you could say, okay, that's different, that's cool, I'm down. Okay, so what are you going to do with it? So what does he do? He puts a shaky cam, wacky strobe light thing going on during both kills, and you're like, is, wait, so wait. So this guy is beating the bad guy or – wait, is this one winning? Wait, who's – wait, where are we? What is... Wait, who's the killer again? I forgot.
1: <laughs> is... that, that's the same questions that I was asking very fastly because I didn't have time to answer them because it was – I was asking more questions than getting than, answers next split second. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dave, what did you think of that An insane – and of course we're talking about the E.G. Bailey kill – and the one of the chainsaw guys, I guess, right? Or, or no, no, oh, oh, uh, love Both and se- chainsaw guys. No, wasn't no, it? was it love and sex? Oh no, wait,
3: There
2: was sex head and and, and um, what the hell? And death head, right? They were a partner.
0: Okay,
1: it was, so it was death and sex. They weren't even called heads. Right. Those two. Okay, wait. The, are the is the
0: one we're talking about? The two chainsaws or the lo- the death and sex? Uh, think
1: it's the chainsaws yeah i'm
2: thinking the chainsaws because you do see the people get cut, and there was some gore there but it was very frantic right it was very quick and and there was shaky cam and that's something new for him i've never seen him use that frantic camera work in in his uh action scenes like that why he did that i don't know maybe maybe he did it as a resubmission to try to, to pass the mpa or maybe it was just an artistic decision
1: I think he was going for an artistic, chaotic motion, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come off the way that you would hope when you make that artistic decision.
2: Right. I agree. I agree. I wish It, it only happened three times, and it was quick. Uh, we still got to see chainsaw gore, which you don't see all that much, and I liked it. At first, I couldn't tell whose leg was being sawed, but I was seeing a leg being sawed, and I was happy. <laughs> I didn't even know uh, a leg was sawed. Really? But the one <laughs> guy fell on the one, and the other one went through on the top.
1: Then I picked up. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell that much. I, I mean, I assumed that's what was happening, but but what happened to the static shots of showing that happen? You know, like that's what I don't understand. Why it's so blurry and shaky to where you don't know which character's leg or if it's an arm or or what it is? It was frustrating for me. Yeah, I eventually like like Justin
0: assumed that the guy was laying and the saw was going sort of across his body under his chest. I, I eventually assumed that. Um but yeah, it was so frantic. I was like, okay, I'll try I and, and and by that point I'm uh let's just say this. But let's not, you know, I'm obviously steering a negative ship here. So let, let's dial it back and go back to and hopefully uh, you guys agree. I don't know. Um by this point though, you are invested in all these people, right? I mean, except for like, uh, I hate to point them out, especially with the way this world is going, but the two black guys, I'm not exactly invested because one's like a douche and one is cool, but he's not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, am I wrong here about these two guys? And then, and then Sherry Moon, I'm into... And I'm into the, the caveman guy with the big teeth, right? Who
1: caveman got... guy with the big teeth was my favorite character. I didn't care for so many of the other ones. A little bit Sherry Moon. Right. Well, Meg Foster, I thought, was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you see, I did not get anything out of her. And Really? And I recognize you wow. neither, right? Yeah, and w- when her name oh. popped up, I was like, oh, cool, Meg Foster. So I already took I, – I, I did that thing where, oh, uh, sure, I, I guess I'll be interested in this. I'm sure that – you know she's gonna bring something to this, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. But I don't know, man. She didn't
2: pull me in. Wow, they all did. I mean, I mean, I wasn't like head over heels thinking, "Oh, these are amazing people." Of course not. But uh, first and foremost, I thought Sherry Moon and Meg Foster were gonna be the antagonists because they always are. Right. Well, not always, but I mean, n- n- well, not Sherry, to some but she was. Right. Well, well, she's Sherry usually a killer. <laughs> Right, she she usually is. Right. She wasn't in Lords of Salem, but right. whatever. It, this kind of movie, knowing the kind of movie it's going to be by the vibe I got, and that there was going to be multiple killers, I expected them to be the antagonist. And when they weren't, I was like, okay, but I, I could I could resonate with each and every one of them. They were I was okay with all of them. I wasn't in love with any of them. I wasn't like there was no amazing stand up freaking you know Atticus Finch character or something. Wow, <laughs> Mockingbird, look at you.
1: <laughs> but, but Dave, what what the, my issue with the characters is? What do you know about any of them? That they're all blank. You're they're right, just blank canvases. They, there's, they're, and I'm not somebody who says that you have to like the characters. You have to like the characters. I've never been like that. Right. But in this case, there's just nothing that you know about them. They don't have any unique attributes or anything that's separating them from each other. You're right. It's just their camaraderie that's all you have to go with. That's just what it. I do like. I do like yeah. their camaraderie and their their family like. Uh, nature about them
2: yeah but i mean that's what separates this movie from some of his other movies where they say there's no likable characters in this another pro to this movie another plus is that i i am i'm cool with the characters like i said i'm a head over heels but i i am rooting for them at least. wow
0: you know what dave you just pointed something out i think that besides rob zombies halloween 2 these are the most likable antagonists he's ever done.
2: Protagonists. I mean, yes. pro- or,
0: I, I forget that. Yeah, right. but dude. Protagonists. If, okay.
2: Dude, I, I think they're even more so than H2. And H2, oh, whoa, they were assholes. Forget they forget. Dude, both for them, but they were still assholes.
1: That was in-depth know, shit. Man. What about Daniel Harris right. and Sheriff Brackett? Come right. on, man. Okay, um, Daniel Harris and Loomis,
2: Brackett were fine. But the rest of them, before no, uh, he
1: was you like cause... troubled,
2: Loomis was the biggest asshole of them all. Yeah, Until but, the end when he redeemed himself, but, but come you,
0: on. you still saw his point of view. To At a the,
2: degree, but nah, I wouldn't take that route. I wouldn't go for fame and become a douchebag overnight. Some people would, yeah. A lot of people maybe, but it, uh, I, I, I couldn't relate to him. At least this movie, they were kind of vanilla,
1: yeah? Mm, I don't know, man. Th- these are the worst characters that zombies ever done, in my opinion. Really? I, wow. I was really? so into the caveman sure. teeth guy. That, I like that guy. That's that's the one guy I liked. But, you know, I, I – Come on. House of a oh. Thousand Corpses? You you were, you like those girls and those guys? No. Don't tell me. Well, there you uh, – JP, you said I, that – I don't – but I've always said that I don't have to like characters. I, 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 I agree. I don't have to like them. I uh, I just – I thought they were more interesting, the ones in House of a Thousand, compared Agreed. to these ones here.
0: Yeah, but you I know agree. what? Let's compare like the characters of the Mutilator to these people. <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> to tell me that the Mutilator did a better job of making you give a fuck about anybody? I mean, come on! Now they're and slash
3: to... movies. Right. Later.
0: <laughs> right? So let's so let's just let's just you know why I'm saying that because. 80s movies, we talked about this, always get so much forgiveness, and it's like, oh, it's okay for some reason, because that's already done, it's established, so we're not gonna judge it this way, it's a part of the horror history, so we're gonna respect it higher, but anybody who comes up with something new, trying to, trying to, uh, you know, infiltrate this, this thing, hey, man, you gotta come through me first, you know, and it's that whole way too judgmental kind of thing, and we're way more critical on newer movies, so, I- yeah, so I think in this in- – yeah, it's bullshit. So I think in this instance, we have to really kind of look back on what we've gotten so far and then look again and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, I i was sort of invested in these people. So I wanted
2: to point that out, Alex, and that's why. Because the naysayers, the Rob Zombie critics love to say that they can't relate to any of his – a protagonist in his movies at all and that's like one of their biggest beefs that's one of their biggest criticisms right. and I wanted to bring a few pluses in and in this movie I don't think they can say that no. they can say they're bland and they don't care for them to a degree but they're not re- reprehensible people like right. in most of his other movies like Halloween I the Halloween one, big time. Oh, that big was our, horrible. Our, our biggest criticism, you and I. House, I think
0: about yeah, House of a Thousand, horrible.
2: The women, especially in in, in House of a Thousand. Devil's yeah. Rejects, think about that. Horrible there's I've, no good people in WJC nobody Jets, think about it they're right. all assholes they're, they're charismatic assholes right. but they're assholes no
0: but we care about that movie because of the antagonist not because of the protagonist like do you care about right. the guy who shook Johnny Cash's hand do you care about his, <laughs> do you care about his wife
2: do you care about that asshole who puked do you I c- care about Dell, but he's an asshole too who's that you know, the, the sheriff that's a. a, a what's his name? Right. Your buddy from fucking uh, yeah. Flat Top Ed from whatever. Yeah, that is. asshole, yeah. From Dick Tracy. Uh, he,
0: yeah, okay. One he's guy. avenging
2: his brother, but he is vigilante justice, which is whatever. It's, it's an opinion thing, but he's still fucking an asshole. Well, that was interesting,
0: know? though, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I don't like him. I, I, I half like him because of what he's doing, but. It's
2: the most you can get, though. Right. He, even Dallas Page and freaking Danny Trejo. They're just fucking goons for hire.
0: Yeah. They're not even that cool of characters. Right. Oddly enough. And, and, and they're doing nothing but trying to come off cool. So it doesn't actually even make sense. But they do... the best
2: characters are the Firefly clan. Uh, are Captain Spaulding. Yeah. And freaking and Baby and Otis. Right. They, yeah. you uh, They're supposed to be pieces of shit. And they're the best characters in the movie.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, Rob Zombie <laughs> does villains really well. And yeah. honestly, Doomhead in this film, I think, has the most depth out of any of the characters in the film. For sure, oh yeah, big plus. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Well,
0: God, I feel, God, I feel so bad. Okay, so
2: why there's pluses and minuses through
1: this whole film?
0: Okay, well, listen. Okay, is. I got one more minus: the midget uh, killer.
1: Ah, uh, terrible. I I, I don't it's know why we spent so much time with right. him. Too right, too much time. Agreed, a hundred percent. I was like, move on to a new killer, please, <laughs> because everyone <laughs> like afterwards was
3: cooler. Two.
2: Yes, they were. And and we knew that there was a bunch of, of antagonists in this movie. And I, I don't watch trailers. I, I've said La times. But even I kept hearing rumblings of there's like five or six freaking different people that are going to be coming after the people that are trapped here. That's what so I when prefer. we're stuck with the, with, the, with, a, with a Mexican Nazi for freaking 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, what was that it's all not about? not speaking English. Right. A Nazi speaking Spanish as if, right. like, what are we even getting out of this?
2: I don't know. I don't mind him being there. But just like JP said, we spent too much time with. And the one time when we see Sherry Moon trapped in that stall and the guy's talking and you see his boots. I was like, oh, finally, it's a new guy. And it wasn't. It was just, it was it was freaking the little guy. Well, speaking
1: of that scene, Dave, one of one, another little nitpick here is how did anybody like he just drops down in that particular stall? Why? Like, I don't know. Like, how did he know she was there? <laughs> Yeah, and that happens a few times in this film with stuff like that, where you're just like, what? How would that? How would he know?
2: You're right. There's a lot of mindless things going on. There really is. You could pick this movie apart. And that's why the Rob Zombie haters are absolutely going to tear this movie up. They got a lot of ammo. Yes, they do. (laughs) Unfortunately.
0: Okay, you know what, guys? Let's change the tone a little bit here. And uh, really quick, even if it's out of sequence, I just feel like. I don't want anybody to hang themselves here. So uh, let's give a lot of positives now.
2: I have been. I, I tried.
0: <laughs> okay. No. No. I know. I know. I'm. I'm probably the catalyst here of, of the worst stuff. But guys, I'm just doing my job. Please don't kill me. Okay. So uh, <laughs> a lot of positives is this. I'll give you a great positive. I overall like the movie. Like I, you know, I was along for the ride. I hated the the van scene. The the opener scene was cool and. Uh, I, uh, although I, I I gotta admit, I hate the kills in this movie. I thought it was a total letdown, especially compared to a lot of the creative stuff and a lot of the brutality, especially in my favorite Rob Zombie movie, which is Halloween 2. Uh, that being so brutal, I'm like, holy shit, what happened to this one? I was so disappointed, but I was, uh, besides that... I really was along for the ride. I, I was very invested in all the characters, even though, I, you know, like I said, Meg Foster didn't pull me in. I, you know, I, I recognize, I, I know who she is, and all that kind of thing. So I was still into what's happening with her, and I was along for the ride. And when the movie ended, it felt like a, a satisfying movie-going experience. And uh, c- to keep it positive for a few more seconds, I, I gave this a three out of five, which is I liked it. Uh, I don't really like it yet, and I might on second viewing if what Dave said is true or uh, Justin said is true. Where who who said that? Rob Zombie said that. Um,
1: you Dave should, said that.
0: Dave. Okay, that you should buy the the Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, oh gee, what a great commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh gee. Yeah, do you think so, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't
2: kill you too much, but. Uh, well, he always puts out unrated versions of all of, all of his movies. Yeah. I mean, he didn't right. for *Corpses*, but every since he's put out
0: no the not uh, not um that that well
2: Lord movie. of Salem had no gore anyway because that's a different type of film right it wasn't about the kills or the gore but every other one that was every other slashery type movie you know yeah well, it's, but he always does if there's gore to be seen he it's, he's a fan first and foremost he's like us if he makes a gory kill scene and he spends money on it and films something that he thinks is fucking badass he wants people to see it right. so he
1: brings it out
0: well, no. do you guys have anything positive? Justin, do you have a whole like uh, slew of positive
1: things to say? <laughs> a whole slew? N- not <laughs> really. Um, there, I like how it was shot, and I love the music. That's oh. that's one thing oh. that I can say that, that I liked.
2: Best oh. soundtrack since Corpses. I mean score. Best freaking
1: music. He uses songs appropriately for scenes. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that about Rob Zombie. Oh, so you really uh, yeah.
2: mean the soundtrack? You mean you
1: actually mean the song that he's playing? Okay. The, the song, the soundtrack, everything. The All score of it, and and the you know actual songs that that are played with the film are great. Uh, I, one scene that I really did like is when they start eating, and then <laughs> we find out a mm-hmm. little mystery, which isn't uh, that unpredictable. Like you could expect it, but the reveal w- was cool enough. And uh, the, my, I, I hate to go back to the negatives one more time, but I have to put this out there. Okay what in the world it's set in the 70s why though considering what are these people doing they're gambling on the deaths of these people but how are they seeing them
3: Oh, right. yeah. There
2: are the cameras. And even at the end scene, when, you know, the way it ends with the, with the final track down of the final person and what happens with time running out and everything else, how are they to know exactly what's going on and what's, what's to prevent the guy from doing his duty? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, there's no way there's cameras all over this place. No, how it's 76.
1: Right. Wow. I was so confused by that. I was like, okay, I love this 70s setting. But for this movie, Why? It just hinders the plot. Yes, it does. And even that part when they're eating the food, all of
2: a sudden everyone's there at the same time. They never show how they all came together. They're just there. And I think that's the point in this movie where I realized, no, probably even earlier, that this is a movie that I I was having fun with it. So I'm going to say it's a fun ride. It's almost like an action movie where it's mindless, where you you go for the ride or you don't. That's why you can't pick it apart. But... When I saw his interview afterwards and he was talking about 80s movies and Make Them Die Slowly and this and that,
1: just random. And he also says, She Wolf of the SS. Then I kind right. of understood, okay, he was going for exploitation in this one and the narrative wasn't as important. And I did, in retrospect, sort of like it a little bit more after I heard that.
0: Right. It, yeah, does, that yeah, help. it can't hurt. Yeah. Well, you're right. And even the part where he goes, are they watching us? Oh, yeah. And they're listening, too. Oh, they have microphones? I know microphones are obviously not as hard to get as cameras, but it just seems like it just seems very elaborate. Like, who set this whole thing up? Roddy McDowell? Or, or whatever his name? Like, who? Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Oh, right. oh wow. I'm thinking of the guy. Right. Yeah, right.
1: Oh, holy shit. Awesome. Uh, it makes uh, very little sense.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. seem real. I mean, uh, and, and that's something you shouldn't think about, but as. Uh, for what we do uh on this show, we ha- unfortunately, guys, we have to think beyond what you would normally do when you sit down and watch something. Unfortunately, I mean, because you know we wouldn't be thinking these things if you know back in 1994 we we're watching a movie and we have nobody to talk to. <laughs> we're not gonna like go ahead and yeah. elaborate or, or think that much <laughs> into this. But yeah, I mean, it's different when you're doing a show like this. But hopefully,
2: you can still you know find it you know enjoyable.
1: But- do- We could
2: pick it apart, but the bottom line is you got to check your
1: brain at the door for this one. And I agree with that, Dave. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I didn't like it, because I actually did like it, and I had a lot of fun watching it. It was just that, on a critical level, you can absolutely 100% pick this film apart from top to bottom and explain exactly why it's not super well done filmmaking for a, a strong narrative story or a strong flowing story or a strong edited story even, but but as an exploitation film, as a she-wolf of the SS, or, right. or a '70s exploitation film, where you don't need those uh, devices to, to tell the story, it doesn't have to make 100% sense. It, it's a damn fun movie, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like a Rob Zombie hater. So maybe your audience doesn't know me, but I'm, I might be the biggest Rob Zombie fan out of us three. Uh, I love all of his films, every single one of them, and. You know, Lords of Salem made my top uh, two or top three of 2014 or whatever year year that came out. Uh, I I love the original Halloween. I know you guys don't. I love H2. one I don't. And uh, (laughs) Devil's Rejects is in my top ten favorite horror films of all time. I gave it a perfect ten. So uh, I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan, uh, but I just saw that that this film in particular had more flaws than I was used to with his films.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. I'm glad you... uh you gave us that perspective now tell us based off of that perspective how do you rank this
1: amongst his films is it at the bottom it is at the bottom it's it's my least favorite film of his my favorite is devil's rejects my second favorite is lords of salem uh and then halloween uh then h2 house of a thousand corpses and finally uh this film which is 31 wow
2: I said mine as soon as I left the theater last night because my friends that I went with we've seen every Rob Zombie movie together the last three we saw in the theater together we're, and we all are Rob Zombie fans so I was the most underwhelmed of all three of us if you can believe it I mean <laughs> I, I think I, I think I sound like I'm more positive than negative here but I, I, you know I, I still know what I saw and the first thing I said when I walked out I said well it's not his best that's for sure but it's not his worst and To me, it's second from the bottom. And here's my rank, quick. Corpses is my number one. Lord of Salem, two. Um, Rejects, three. H2, four. Um, Then this, and then Halloween at the bottom.
0: Hmm. That's my rank. I guess I gotta give mine, then.
2: Yeah. Uh, But Uh, we're all different. It's crazy.
0: It's it's definitely different, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I'm on my, like, eighth beer, so help me if I go with mine blank. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Devil's Rejects, H2, um, okay, I'm already going blank. What else do you do? Corpses Halloween, Salem. Lords of
1: Salem, and Corpses. Okay. And this. Um,
0: shit. It's tough because <laughs> cause I like the first third of Halloween, so it's, it's good. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, well, come on, you like Lords of Salem and House of a 1000 Corpses. Okay, I'll
0: put uh, Lords of Salem, third house of uh house of a thousand halloween oh wait uh this before halloween um
1: shit well how much do you like that first third
0: i know it almost feels like like... it more than (laughs) this entire movie (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, uh, dude i swear to god that's my battle in my head right now do (laughs) i like the first third of halloween more than this entire movie uh yes i'm sorry yeah i really do (laughs) Like, I know this sounds so shitty, and I swear to God I'm not shitting on this movie that way. Yeah, I, but listen to this. I, let do, me, let I me am th- not. I swear to God.
2: Alex, look at it this way. Is there anything that you hate in this movie even close to how much you hate the last third of Halloween? No. There you go. That's why it's on the bottom. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs>
0: okay. Take out the first third, the first third of Halloween. This is way above that. Right, there you go.
2: Okay, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's why I have it above because it's only a third. Okay. If it was two thirds, maybe not, but that's why Halloween's at the bottom and this is second from. Yeah, so if, uh, you, if you guys, i oh, sorry, go, <laughs> ahead, go
1: ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I have a question for you guys and I'm just curious your answer. I was thinking about this uh, earlier today. Okay, so this film is called 31, it's set on Halloween, and these people are doing this yearly tradition in which they gamble on people's deaths Uh like something like the purge almost Now, i'm i'm curious do you think that it was a misstep to not have that halloween atmosphere considering these people were obviously doing it on halloween for a reason oh yeah. and there's no lights there's no pumpkins no, there's no anything I, I was kind of weird i was kind of confused by that i mean if you, it didn't specifically say that this film was set on halloween i think it did at know. some point it did. It did say it was set on Halloween, yeah. but, but you would never know if they didn't tell you. You would never right.
2: know. Right. No atmosphere except those freaking scarecrows that, that, yeah. that they get trapped right. in. Honestly, it. nothing. I think we might have saw decorations at the gas station. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But still, very little. Very yep. little. He didn't have to set on Halloween, but I understand there's a reason why because that's it's their annual thing. But I mean, yeah, there w- I wish there would have been more of that atmosphere, but maybe there just wasn't time. Maybe he was just concentrating. And this movie was filmed This was his lowest budget movie and it was filmed in 20 days. This is a freaking like he said, I'm making a little freak not piece of shit because I'm making this little freaking film. This is the kind of film I want to make. Not Hollywood, not big budget, just a small film. And he was talking about those, you know, those shitty eighty movies. 80s movies that, that he likes and that we like. And that's what he was going for. And nobody does that. So I think that's what he was trying to do. But, you know, again with picking it apart. I was thinking, how can these people? They mentioned that someone last year that they knew, that they're aware went missing. There's no way that these people can come to this big empty place every year and kill people and not get caught. <laughs> <laughs> they don't expound on that at all, and that's a flaw. But you just have to look the other way, otherwise well, you. That's you hate a the flaw. Movie.
0: That's a flaw. I'm willing to look the other way. Like I'm not going to get that picky. I'll get picky here and there where I think it actually yeah. matters. But, yeah, I mean... Or people that hate it will. Yeah, but dude, think about this. People we know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, supposedly that was real, and they went on forever killing
1: people and nobody noticed anything. So, and eating them. Well, and they ate their bodies. That's why there's no evidence. You know? well, yeah, <laughs> so if that, if that can happen... Wait, Chainsaw 2, get the fuck out of here. Oh, people, Chainsaw 2 is the most Chainsaw ridiculous, ridiculous thing ever. Oh, I love right. Chainsaw 2, right. but come on. Ridiculous. And nobody so
2: complains ridiculous. about it. But no, people man. watch this movie this day and they'll the same people that love Chainsaw 2 will watch this movie now and if they're not Rob Zombie fans, they will motherfuck it and they will pick it apart. And I'll say, well... And that, that's, right. It's like what you said earlier, Alex, and what we mentioned last night when we were texting—that everyone forgives '80s movies, but now every, the critical eye that's on movies—it's—it's it's an unfair thing. Yeah. This is a mindless '80s type movie. They're not just have fun. I,
0: they're not willing to no. live the moment. They just want to look back. They're not willing to actually sit down in that theater chair again and feel whatever they felt or whatever they think was going on if they're too young to have been there, uh, at the time, they're only willing to give those passes to stuff that's already established and done and to nothing that's, that's in their actual life. And, and that's actually sad, you know, that's almost like a person who is like dwelling on some great relationship they had when they were fucking, you know, 23 years old and they're not willing to Go out there, and meet a new chick, and have a new relation, and have a new flourishing, positive thing in their life. They're just looking back on some fucking failed relationship. You know, it, it's so, it's so weird. The whole idea that we're not willing to give new movies these passes that are are so abundant every time we watch shit from you know nineteen eighty four. Like, I, I don't even understand what's happening.
1: And, You're absolutely right, Alex. I, I've thought that for a long time, and. And especially somebody who is a little bit younger. I wasn't there for the 80s. I was only there for some of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always kind of found that there's way more people are way more willing to excuse things from the 70s and 80s over anything that's new. Mm-hmm. I, try to, I try to be more unbiased and, and direct and maybe it helps that I wasn't born for the stuff in the 80s, even though that's what I grew up watching. Right. And, and that's probably, and see, that's the thing. The skeleton crew, this show in
0: itself has always treated everything the same. So that's probably why we're not at 5,000 listeners, a show, because people probably aren't happy about the idea that we don't treat, you know, they all see these things that way. And the, and only the real people who truly connect and can truly be real about things are probably still sticking around at this point, you know, show one twenty and a half. and a half and and the people who are like so jaded and like simple minded and give these passes to shit just because it happened before they are not uh, they're not digging this and they and they they're not willing to do the same thing and they're 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 like crucifying these new movies for what reason you know we have to pick out flaws cuz we're here to talk about them and we're here to really give our true feelings and Like, for example, uh, just to get back to the movie, another true feeling I have, you know, you guys just got done mentioning uh, the lack of Halloween decorations throughout this whole entire thing that they did, and you would think that if it's only happening on Halloween that 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 totally makes sense, that they would probably Halloween it up, but not only that, but is it just me? Are you guys underwhelmed with the entire set piece?
1: Yeah, it was not very cool looking at all. There was a couple things that were cool like the, the, that scene where they walk up to the dinner table and it, that kind of right. almost looked sort of Halloween-y That's you know? it. it was in slow motion and the fog and, and the moonlight right. and stuff that was cool right but yeah, the the regular boiler room. I mean, that's no. no Freddy Krueger's boiler room or whatever the hell it was. Factory. It was it was very basic.
0: It was so basic, and I'm like, I'm I'm just watching. Like, okay, so we saw a bathroom, we saw a dinner table. That was cool. Now we the bathroom see, was pretty cool. It was I mean, grungy.
1: It looked pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: you know, I'm pointing out obviously the highlights are just popping in my mind. You know, obviously we didn't take notes, guys. Uh, if you're enjoying this interview, thank God, because none of us took notes. <laughs> We're not gonna sit there and do that on the one and only one. You know, until this yeah, thing in
1: comes. a theater. Yeah, in a right. theater. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> just pull out my computer and start typing shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So ho- hopefully this is still playing out well. But uh yeah. I like
2: the look of things. I'm not complaining about that. I don't care if a really it's like a Hollywood boiler more of it looks special. It just looks like almost what you would expect, especially in '76. Just Plain Jane, whatever. And I actually like the look of the chapel looking thing when they were all there in the beginning. It, ve- it had a very Chap- Oh, right. Sale- Lord oh, of the Salem God. vibe yeah, like yeah. and yeah. I dig that I like that visual that was one of the few times he got artistic with the lights he was still good with the cinematography and some of the shots he made uh, were interesting choices and stuff and I dug that it wasn't over the top like H2 or Lord of the Salem but there was still some of that in there and I do like the way that looked it was all red and stuff he right. did a little of that it was still a very Rob Zombie movie just not to the extreme like all his other Rob Zombie movies are it was like he had a little bit of all that Rob Zombie seasoning in it, but right. none of it as strong as some of his other movies, especially yeah. what I think is best work technically, and people are going to disagree because everyone loves rejects, but I think H2 and Lords of Salem are his best technical works.
3: Oh,
1: but, yeah. Lords yeah. of Salem is is probably his best technical achievement, in, in my opinion.
2: And the budget is so low. That's the crazy part, yeah. and so is this. It's just so weird.
0: Yeah, I think H2 and Lords is his best
2: yeah i love those two that that as far as the way things look and you know the production values of them even though they're lower that's the weird part that that's how he's grown as a filmmaker in that one respect that he makes the most now with his budget
1: you know and and he even touched on that a little bit about about how he uh right you know sets up scenes and shots and stuff and be able to go back if you if you limit your locations and stuff he he definitely has grown as as a filmmaker and you know, I, I really enjoyed that Q and A. Honestly, I've heard some people say that he came off douchebaggy, but oh, I didn't hey. think so at all. I thought he came off real.
2: Yeah, totally. And you no, know, I think all, all three of us—we're obviously all Rob Zombie fans, but we're not all Rob Zombie. And I hate to use the term, but we're not all Rob Zombie fanboys.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize <laughs> or make right. excuses for his shortcomings. Not yeah yeah all? me neither uh, uh i'm not i'm not gonna
0: suck his dick everything he does either <laughs> like for example- uh oh, i can't get the details because of the the law but uh i i've listened to every rob zombie album in the last year and um i i felt like most of it sounded all the same so i i can't say I'm a huge fan oh believe it or not the one the one album I liked the most was uh house of a thousand corpses. I told you
2: that's his best. Yep.
0: Yeah, it it's is, great. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually like unique songs that all sound different.
2: His originals are great on that album. The right. best work he's done, I think. And right. there's only like four of them or five, but I mean, oh, they're so great. Yeah, but some of them are really great. I just like that soundtrack in general, the way you use the music, and yeah. I love the score. And again, that's a big plus, and I wasn't expecting that, that I think the the score, this was definitely the best score since courses. and uh, when it comes out, I hope the soundtrack is like that. I hope where, it's on yeah, vinyl, man.
0: That'd be nice.
2: That, that'd be cool, too. Why not? But I mean, it's him and it's John Five now who does a lot of the stuff, and he's- The guy he's from in- Manson? Yeah, the guitarist. He's a great guitarist, too. Johnny Five? Wow. Yeah, he stepped in when um when what's his name was gone for those couple years. Twiggy, yeah. Oh, John Johnny Five. Five. Who was the guy who stepped in? Oh, Zimzom. Oh, Zimzom's been gone for freaking years. Yeah, Zim-Zum people hate Zimzom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's probably the name. Uh,
0: no, uh, it's all well. People love Ginger Fish, so. Yeah. Um, okay. Score. Let's get to the score. I want to. to keep it positive. I, I like I said. I, I want people to undo their nooses. Who who love this movie? So great score, man, straight up. Yes. and like
2: JP said, great use of music, like he's done in Rejects and his other movies. Now, you know? yeah.
0: this score reminded me of Your Next and Stranger Things. Do you guys feel that
1: way? I didn't. I didn't make the comparison, but since you mentioned it, okay, I, think about I, it for five seconds.
0: That. Go ahead, five seconds. Think about it. Guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was I just like,
0: thought corpses. It's very si- very synthesized uh right it's like like did did you hear a lot of that synthesized kind of sound am I crazy or is is that not what happened
2: there was synth just like there was in corpses there was like there's like four segments in corpses and they're all part of the soundtrack if you have it and you listen to that and it's just the score and it's very reminiscent of that to me
1: that's what yeah it it very it feels very Rob Zombie which I I like because I like all of his music and all of his films I'm just trying to be current. So I'm, I'm naming
0: two things that just sort of happened. I feel like it was very reminiscent. I mean, maybe I'm nuts.
2: Like maybe I, the synth. Maybe the synth, like the carpenter type stuff that yeah. was used in Stranger Things. Right. That's you know, what I feel like happened a couple times in this. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, everyone's going to always rip off that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's for sure. Shit.
0: Okay, like, uh, real quick, nobody's mentioned anything about this being uh, really reminiscent of The Running Man. I mean, is anybody going to mention that? I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, saying you two guys. I'm just saying in general, I haven't seen any posts that that anyone's saying anything about this being, like, exactly, uh... And who, did somebody, like, horror uh, direct that? Like, Cronenberg or something? Like, who the hell directed well, that? Well, King wrote it. Oh, Stephen Maybe King. Maybe that's
2: what you're thinking. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Running Man. I mean, Stephen King wrote Running Man, and this is almost exactly the same thing on some level.
2: Running Man was like a game show, but it, I mean, the premise is, yeah, I mean, this is a game. It's not a game show, but it's a game So Yeah, that is an obvious reference I think people would make. I only saw the Running Man for the first time last year and i don't remember much about it except the gimmicks of one guy after the other and right. almost like this you know what you're right like first you had <laughs> these heads and then they, and then they got killed and then you had these heads, different right. characters bouncing in and out and so in a way not as freaking theatrical as running right. man of course but yeah uh absolutely and another thing about this movie that you could pull apart it's like so they do this every year and these guys are professionals what's so special about this group of five people that they can kill everybody
1: right there's (laughs) nothing really that would lead you to believe especially when they give their odds periodically like 500 (laughs) to 1 and stuff these odd makers are are really bad at their job yeah oh yeah Well, Sherry kept getting better. Number five, first yeah. it
2: was 500, then it was four, then it was three. So she kept going up. And I did, that, that was kind of fun, how they kept doing it. It reminded me a little bit of, of Battle Royale. It's a completely different thing, how they announce when the people get killed every every hour or whatever the hell it was. But... I like how they kept changing the odds. It was kind of fun to to hear what they were gonna be, and
1: when the one guy went to a million and he got pissed off, nah. yeah, because he got he got injured, he was like hobbled. So they're like a million <laughs> to one, and it's like oh, he, he's like, like in his head, he's like fuck, I'm I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh, but and, and that's another thing that, that jp just brought up he brought up like 10 20 30
1: minutes ago at this point like how do they know he was injured
0: how the hell do you know that
1: <laughs> i know man it's so weird <laughs> because it's not like the heads are reporting back through walkie talkies right. we don't <laughs> see them doing that you know so it's yeah. it's kind of like and there's nothing supernatural about the film so it, it can't be anything like that either it's very weird and just completely unexplained yeah he's like yep so uh yeah hey guys just uh
0: checking in uh the one guy uh, with the big teeth i just took a chainsaw to his arm i i think he's no good to anybody at this point uh That's pretty so good. yeah you can go ahead and uh, up the uh the old ante on that one uh and I, don't, I don't know how we, the stakes are with this whole thing with you guys but yeah you can put him at about a thousand to one <laughs> like, like, what is What is happening here <laughs> to make them know this? You know, like, what is happening? I don't know. And like, I would love to know the security system going on in 1976. But, uh, <laughs> I don't care how
2: rich they are right yeah. here. And the,
0: the lighting was so fucking bad. How could you see? Anyway, like even one of the cameras, you've already have night vision cameras. You know, like, What are you even picking up here? I mean, even if you had cameras, I could barely see the fucking movie and I'm here in the theater. You're going to tell me on your little <laughs> shitty video cameras you see what's happening.
1: Uh, Not to mention the amount of space that they would have to cover with those cameras oh, considering God. they keep moving. Oh, this place is like miles long, it feels.
0: It would take, yeah. like, honestly, 189 cameras to actually figure out what's <laughs> happening
2: here.
3: It would. It really
2: would. Like, come on. Oh, yeah, it's silly. I'll say there's one thing that I thought was great, That one, the one scene with the black guy, when, when the one guy is begging and he's like, they make us do this. And the way that resulted, and for a second, you thought maybe it was going to go the other way because you've seen that movie before. And he's like, uh uh. I thought that was great. And I also want to point out the fact how awesome is it that Freddie Boom Boom Washington from freaking Welcome Back Carter is in this movie?
0: Oh, God. I don't know. Who's that?
2: Dude. The black guy from Welcome Back Carter. Mr. Cartier. Is he the Jamaican or the regular black black
0: guy?
2: Um. He's the, um, wait, which guy is the Jamaican? Is the older guy? He's the, he looks the, younger. The younger
1: guy's the Jamaican.
2: Yeah, he's the thinner one. Yeah, that that's Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Yeah? Yeah, and I used to see Mr. Cotter, Welcome Back Cotter. It was a 70s show, but when I was a kid, I used to see the reruns all the time, with Travolta and all that, and, you know, Ron Palillo, Horseshack, you know, those guys. Maybe you guys didn't watch those shows, but I was like, and my buddy said it. He goes, dude, that's freaking, that's that's Freddie Boom Boom Washington. He told me in the movie. I said, what? I'm like, there's no way that's him. Sure enough, I got home, I looked on IMDb, it's him. I was like, wow, wow. I haven't seen that in years. A guy, a, a guy from Welcome Back Cotter randomly in freaking this movie. It's like, wow, well, what if Rob
0: Zombie does cool shit. Like yeah, he, that? he does. He does know how
1: to <laughs> pull people out of obscurity. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I've always I've always liked Rob Zombie's casting with with you know familiar faces and introduce and even touched on how he likes to bring keep his core friends there work with his friends like who wouldn't want to work with their friends but then bring in a few new faces every time and then they become friends. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't picked the fat shake from the facts of life yet.
2: <laughs> Natalie,
1: <laughs> I would
0: love Natalie to be in this next movie. Totally, <laughs> uh, the Bad Street Boys, or whatever it's called, the Bad Street Boys.
2: I mean, how uh, about that guy in the beginning? The... <laughs> that the guy from Devil's Rejects, the chicken fucker guy, was there? Oh, was he there? He was, he was the driver. I was hoping he was going to be in the movie
1: longer. I'm
0: like, no, oh yeah, that dude. is not the guy dude. from Hills
1: of Eyes. You boys ain't planning on fucking these chickens, Chick- are you?
0: <laughs> oh, the other guy, oh don't. Yeah, not Michael
1: Berryman, the other guy. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, the guy who
0: accused him is that—that's the driver.
1: Yeah, I'm, fine, I'm fucking these chickens, are you? Yeah, that's weird. and then Ken Forey's like all pissed off. He's like, "What yeah. the hell did you just say to me?" I call you a chicken fucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, classic. See, there's n- there's not many lines and stuff like that in this film. No. There's a few here and there. True. Most of them come from Doomhead. And from
2: the one guy that was doing the Mosley Im- impersonation. Right.
1: Yeah. The, when that dream sequence, when the psycho head and schizo head oh, uh, uh, come true. back, and you're like, you're, you're like, it's a dream sequence. But you know, they start making those jokes and stuff. Yes, those are good jokes. What's worse than get, than screwing a pregnant chick or something? What was <laughs> it? Uh, her having her
0: baby suck your dick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or cut up an onion or a whore. What's
1: the difference?
0: Yeah. I <laughs> like, don't. I don't cry when I cut a whore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: awesome I cry when I cry. Those, those were some yeah. of the best moments and it was a dream sequence but right. uh, you know Doomhead
0: 21. Doomhead <laughs> is great I, I want to know how Meg Foster has such a great sense of humor <laughs> that she's even dreaming up these jokes <laughs> yeah would should be a comedian right yeah, she could dream you know she could dream of a whole fucking stand-up act hero like, <laughs> maybe she's like a, a comedian in the carnival <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and what is she like uh sam Kinison on the like, I, like what the fuck is going on here like i'm like how do you come up with so many good jokes while you're sleeping i could sit here for hours and write this shit i can't come
1: up with anything
2: Oh man! But yeah, like, it, but there was funny moments. It, this is a fun
1: movie to me. Straight up, I is. had the more we're time. talking about the fun moments, the more I'm sort of liking it. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. I remember it's laughing fun. out loud to something.
1: Shit! Oh yeah, I laughed out loud about half a dozen times. Did yeah. you guys see it with a packed house? Because that was fun. A yeah, lot of people laughed.
2: about seventy percent. I would say. I'll say sixty. Yeah, uh, was m- cool. Mine was about.
1: 85 90
0: percent full oh my god wow that's good though. that's cool it's cool so many people knew to come here
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it was was really neat uh but doomhead man that guy steals the show yeah he definitely channels his inner heath ledger uh did you guys get that vibe too dude I'll, i'll tell you what the joker look
0: did not distract me until we're at the last segment and she turns and looks at all the puppets and then turns and he's there That's when the Joker thing really uh, dude, I Dude I couldn't I, I couldn't um, separate myself I kept falling out of the moment You know you're supposed to suspend disbelief And like zone into the movie Once that, that whole segment Or whatever you want to call it Sequence took over I could not stop thinking that Why does he look like the Joker
1: Wow Maybe he's a big fan of the movie Wow,
2: yeah, I but, didn't get that at all. I guess <laughs> it would
1: have been, <laughs> been out
2: yet. He's a fan of the comics, you know, seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that though. That's the weird part. In the beginning, he seemed like a Tarantino type character. That's oh, it yeah, he definitely me. did. Right? But then at the end, when he had the makeup on and there was one scene, he looked just and my, I, I noticed it and my brother turned to me and said what I was thinking. He said he just looks like Manson. He looked just like Marilyn. Manson, Manson. Manson.
3: no. Yeah.
2: That once
1: dude I thought that too.
2: Dude, that one what? scene. When he was wearing that buckle-up, um, that black buckle-up freaking thing, and his face was being a Oh, so he, yeah, looked short. Yeah. he looked just like Manson at that one phase in Manson's career. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And I thought it right away. Oh, and my 1996. Brother said it to me. And when my brother said it to him, i like, okay, I'm not crazy. He did look like Manson. Man. Yeah,
0: 90- yeah it was crazy. Manson, 96,
2: yeah. Yeah, right after after Antichrist, but before Mechanical. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, between Yeah, that. 97,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what I got. I didn't get Joker. But, whatever. Okay,
0: I mean, well, one thing that uh, Jason Lloyd pointed out to me, and I... Oh, and he's unforgiving. You know, oh, he's unforgiving. But and, J- Jason's cool, though, because he is as realistic as I am. And and you, I'm not saying any of us are phonies, but I'm, I'm just saying that uh, he he definitely was not uh, shy about pointing anything out. Um, and I thought this while I watched it, but for some reason... Never thought about it again until Jason said this, and I'm dying to hear if I'm jogging this in your memory of of you guys too. When uh, Sherry—I don't know her name in the movie. So Sherry, when Sherry, Shirley, okay, Charlie,
2: like Charlie in the Chalk of Fairy. That's almost
0: Sherry again. Okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. I'll say Sherry again. Okay. So, (laughs) so when Sherry Moon uh, turns to the right at the end of the movie. ...and sees the puppets, what exactly is the reveal here? Because those puppets, it was like a gas station or something, and then those puppets were seemingly visible from the outside of the gas station... So, what's the reveal? That they built a house around the gas station, and what does that mean exactly? Is, is the gas station guy the killer? Like, I don't understand what that is revealing.
1: Honestly, man, I, I just th- – I didn't really think too much into it because I was like, oh, that's weird. They have the puppets there too. I guess it's supposed to signify that they're all in on it. But we already knew that from the one girl who goes and calls the guy a hunter and sees if he has any guns in the car. Right, E.G. So Bailey. we already knew they were right. in on it.
0: Yeah. Dottie yep. from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah.
2: Yep. But yep. – Looks so good by the way. At this age, she's got to be in her 50s. Well, she I thought looked- she looked hotter as the killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, of course, of course she Isn't did. that weird? That goes without saying. No, it's, it's of course she looks hotter as the killer. All chicks do. Oh, yeah, okay. they do. <laughs> when they're crazy like that in movies. You know?
1: Especially Angela went during the big reveal at the end. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: Who could forget that?
0: That
1: yeah, was so hot.
2: I was drooling.
1: Yeah, that,
0: I love that cock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Man, I want to fuck that kid. No, but, <laughs> no, but like, seriously, uh, like... So, none of us have an answer, I guess. So, Jason is completely valid here. In oh, tech. I
2: thought, yeah, dude, when it happened, you know, it was the first thing I said to my friends when I got out. I said, first of all, so why were those puppets active? And second of all, what was that place? And then my <laughs> brother or my buddy, one of them just said, it was probably just behind the gas station. And I go, yeah, I, I guess I could buy it. I, go, I was surprised that they were still going, but I guess maybe they're always going. But I did question that, yeah. But well, then... Like they, I said, this this is a go along for the ride movie or not?
0: Oh it, wait, am I crazy? Am I the only one who thought that that those puppets were visible outside of the gas station, and now it's seemed to be in an enclosed house?
2: It's a different place. No, no, no. They're, they're they're the same
1: puppets. They but, just moved them.
2: Yeah, they they're the same type them. of puppets. But I think that that I don't know if it's the exact same display. I don't think. I'm it's, it's pretty sure it's the same display. I, I thought it was too. Think, yeah, they I even think had the box display we saw maybe it was it's hard uh, my memory's shit Uh, I'll
0: never know they had the boxing (laughs) ones and they had ones that were like lifting weights or something
2: yeah but it seemed like they were more um horizontal like they were laid out a different way at the gas station but here it was like a a television if you will it was just like four things stacked up on top of each other where the other ones seemed like they were more spread out so I thought it was the same type of puppets belonging to the same people but it was just a different section of it I don't know that's
1: just what I got out of it I don't know Maybe it was behind it the It could camera. have just been an artistic choice to, like, hey, I like these puppets. I'm going to put them in this scene, too. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. no, you've got to. No way. At, know, at this
0: point, he has to have a point to this. You know, I don't know.
2: I not think, in this movie. I just think it's a, it's going along for the ride, like I keep saying. It's no, just, it's
0: not that trippy that he would just do that. I mean, maybe think? if we're talking Lord of Salem. They were in?
2: Look at the place they were in. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they show that scene and they have that that brightly lit red pentagram. And all of a sudden, they're pushing these freaking high tech freaking not high tech but everything changed in like that scene just for a minute for no reason. They go to that scene and they have this weird trippy freaking pentagram table that's like lit up neon or whatever, and it doesn't match anything else in that place. <laughs> and those random naked girls for no reason. Just do, just, Those just, girls were really naked, by the way. Of course, and you actually saw a vagina. You could see, yeah. see a vagina in a movie, but you can't see gore. Ro- yeah,
0: can we talk? Everything's about backwards la- now. Can we talk about the lack of gore again? <laughs> like, oh my! There was
2: God. still some gore, though. I, I think there was just enough gore as as an average Hollywood movie that you go. Where though? It was Where? just
1: blood spray right like okay the loop- cut, seen, Like how many man. cuts did you see like like bone and then guts and nothing you know it was just it was just blood Dude. i don't know i didn't walk out of
2: the movie thinking i was shorted gore oh so i don't know i never never just it never popped into my mind i'm like oh Dude, man
0: thank god you hey then i guess you had a better time than i did Because I walked out like, where the fuck was the gore? That's
2: that's what I said. That wasn't gory, but I I didn't think that I I was skimped either. It just seemed like a a regular thing you see at the show. I don't know. I didn't register me that way. I don't
0: know. Literally, the best one was the guy getting uh, a sex as opposed to sex and death. Uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Death. Uh, That was the best one where his head was smashed by the old lady, uh, D. Wallace or whatever her name is
2: yeah yeah what do you mean um what? not meg foster oh meg
0: foster yeah when yeah. she when she smashed his head with the bat with the spikes on it that was about as gory as as we got i think right otherwise it besides was, the
2: chainsaw kills
0: besides that but how, you know what year is this i mean how many times have we seen a chainsaw run up a body i mean no offense no. it was still cool yes i'm not taken away just because i've seen it before but it it was like okay right Well, I expect that, but but the problem is we're at the sixth kill here, and that's about uh, as much as we're getting, and that's insanely disappointing to me. Like, I I don't know.
2: What about the B-Teeth guy? He got all fucked up, and his arm was all freaking bloody and cut up and shit. I
0: didn't get nothing out of that one, though.
2: You didn't see how bloody he was when they when, when she had to freaking uh, do the what you know, tie a tourniquet on him and all yeah. that shit. What a mess he was and how uh, he got that way. There was a lot of stuff. Every kill, they showed something. Granted, it may have just been some blood. It might have just been bloody. But I, I remember seeing Penetration a couple different times. I don't know. No, Maybe I don't else? know. Like, the
1: brutality level just wasn't there for me compared to like other Rob Zombie films. Like When you look at the kills and, and the deaths in his other films, they're – you know, they just even the Michael Myers in the first Halloween when he bashes the kid with the, the stick or whatever. You know, oh. yeah, you don't well, even see most right. of it happen, but it's it's brutal as hell. True. And like there was just wasn't any of that in this to me. Right, you're right. Uh, you're right about that. Yeah, it I wasn't think,
0: like that. that the, the, one of the problems with Rob Zombie doing this one is that we've seen his work already and we're expecting something by now. So yeah. when you give
2: Maybe a, that's what it is. I, I guess I may have separated that for some reason, Which is what you're like supposed to
1: do. More. So bravo to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I, right.
2: okay. I guess that's all. I just – for whatever reason, I didn't – I was – I don't know. I didn't. No, I did no. Resonate, you
0: know yeah. what? No, I'm. I'm going to take away your Bravo. You know why?
2: <laughs> because I, I knew that was coming somehow. Yeah. Because if you <laughs> listen
0: to who's like the hardest rocker, you know, who, just give any name.
2: Oh, jeez, I don't know. Okay. Lamb of God.
0: I don't know. Lamb of God is that? Was that Meryl Manson song?
2: No, it's a it's a group, a band. Oh, it's
0: okay. A... Uh, okay, Lamb of God. If you heard four Lamb of God albums and then all of a sudden they release a country album. <laughs> Are, are you are you really gonna say I separate? I forgot that they did hard rock, and I just no right well list- away okay.
2: I'll notice.
0: Well, okay, sounds different, right? Well, that's hey. the thing. So I'm like, I'm I'm watching a Rob Zombie movie, and when it gets to the kill, I'm like, all right, man, all right, let's see what happens
2: here. And- I'll tell you what, you know why, Alex? Because House of a Thousand Corpses and Lords of Salem were not gory. People think Corpses was gory, and it wasn't. The the only real gory movies are Halloween 1 and 2 and right. – That's it. Devil and and, it. and that's some of Devil's Reach Devil half Reject. of that was fucking CG. Right. So maybe that's why. Maybe coming off of Lord of Salem, maybe that was in my head.
1: I don't know. It was just more brutal. Even the stuff that you didn't see, like the gore that you didn't see was still brutality. And this this film, it didn't have as much weight or as, Im- as much impact. I think it was because of the camera work really. Maybe so,
2: yeah. But hold on, wait till we get the uncut blue. Maybe it's just MPA true, true, true. Maybe it's just that simple. I hope it is. I want to see more Gore. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I
0: want to give him the pass of that one of just saying wait for that. You know, you know. I already went to watch the movie, and I might be dead tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> well,
1: <you> know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just can't. I can't go ahead and just say, hey, who knows what'll do later? But uh, yeah, I mean, like even in I don't know. It, it just seems crazy. Like even Lords of Salem, even when the the witches were beating the one guy who just visited their kitchen or whatever. Like even then, it just seemed. I don't know, it just see. Okay, here's one reason it, it hurt. It's because not only was it not brutal, but the guys in the movie were talking about how brutal and crazy they are. So yeah, what, right? Yeah, so when you find... So you're like, <laughs> oh, wow, so they're aware. Okay, so cool. Okay, so we're going to see some crazy shit here, and then you... yeah. And literally, he tells you, um, I apologize for the extra wax like we already talked about, and he gives one extra. It, you know... It's just like, why hype yourself up in, in your own movie in which you know we're not seeing shit?
1: Like not I, I mentioned, the whole plot of this film is exactly that. To be this brutal killing machines, the, the, the entire plot revolves around the murdering people.
0: <laughs> right, that's yeah. all it is. There's, like, it's mindless. He even, like you said, admits yeah. that this is a mindless movie where I literally... Thought of it while taking, well, in between shitting and wiping my ass, I said, "Hey, how about three or four guys are captured or whatever?" So it's like, so you must something has to be your your ta da of the movie, and you would yeah, think, ta-da.
2: yeah, you would think <laughs> it's like the that. kills, right? Like what else? You could, guys are right, right? You guys right? are right. You make good points. I did for whatever reason it didn't occur to me as I was watching it, though. I don't know why, but I I, I, I concede on that. You guys. I yeah, I agree with that. You're making good points. Yeah, high five, Alex. We won. Yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. Hey, high five. We didn't miss. I can admit that it just didn't occur to me for whatever reason. I don't know why.
0: That's good. Hey, you had a better time. And, and yeah. I'm not saying we had a bad time. Obviously, we both said we liked it. Uh, okay. So now we basically talked about the whole movie. We've been going on far longer. This was supposed to be a half hour show. This is going on <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes now. So, Hey, listen, if anything, this movie, it makes a hell of a conversation guys. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So great. Yeah. So if anything, uh, so now, I'm, again, you know, I, 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 hope we've been positive in the last half hour, at least. So I'm going to say something that is, is more somber than anything. Uh, as a fan of Rob Zombie, and um, I've seen a lot of his stages of his career, obviously, you we all have, uh, which was, you know, the first one was uh, a very uncreative Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses, in which he's just basically ripping off Texas Chainsaw, but that's cool, man, that's what you do in your first movie, you, you basically uh, continue in the fashion of something you love, uh, so that's completely normal, I think me and Dave already admitted, our movie would look like Friday the 13th, uh, so it, there's nothing wrong with that, and then you expand on, on De- Devil's Rejects, and we're like, wow, so we saw you take what you did, and dive into it, and expand, and you did a great job, awesome, okay, so the next thing he does is, I believe, I guess, Halloween, right, or am I yeah. missing something? Okay. After
2: Rejects, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, Halloween. So he goes to make uh, a remake. He does a really good job in the beginning, although being very generic, it's still very entertaining. Then he goes to almost make the same movie that a really... Uh, I'm not going to say a John Carpenter is insanely talented. Uh, I think he is, because he did Christine and The Thing. And uh, maybe one other or two other movies. So he's no okay. He's really talented. Yeah, but, he's done a lot. But <laughs> when, I, I guess numbers. I guess I'm trying. I'm trying not to give him. I'm trying to say that Halloween Part One was more of magic than talent. I feel like everything was perfect for that. Instead of him being, I can't imagine he was so talented at 21 years old that. His talent is what made Halloween what it was.
2: It did. You know why?
0: You think? Yeah.
2: The soundtrack. That's his well, he talent. Was, he
1: was working with a half-painted canvas, though, too. You know, it's Halloween. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah,
2: that's true. Okay. Right.
1: And the soundtrack.
2: You the, the soundtrack, I've said it before, it's 50% of that movie's it's, success. It's absolutely it's 50%. Mm-hmm.
0: It's great. It, it's it amazing. Be, it could be 60% for all we know. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. His talent in music, apparently, is is incredible at that point okay okay fine okay so rob zombie goes ahead and tries to mimic that from a truly talented person to a guy who decided to get into movies halfway through his career uh when and when his obviously he's not making any top 10 charts anymore so he says well let me embark on movies and i'll try to you know do what a real talented guy did and he 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 fell short with halloween one okay fine So then Halloween 2 comes out, and he says, wow, now I can, again, just like Devil's Rejects, expand on characters that are already existing in something that I did in some way, and it's great. He did an amazing job of expanding every single character in that movie, and the brutality was top-notch, the atmosphere was amazing, it was just greatness to me. Uh, A lot of you do not think that, that's fine but Dave does and Justin uh, is okay with it from I saw your ranking <laughs> yes. so, so uh, then oh did go- you
1: I didn't see a ranking well I heard it okay really I, I
2: didn't when did on this show
1: yeah you gave yeah. his ranking I gave my ranking of all of Rob Zombie's films remember?
2: oh I'm sorry I thought you meant forget it what do you uh, I <laughs> Okay, I I, I spaced out. I thought you meant his rating of this particular movie in in our rating system here. No, I did not.
1: I did not give a rating.
2: I I spaced out. I apologize. Oh no problem. Strike that from the record.
0: (laughs) Strike that. (laughs) Reverse it. (laughs)
2: Ha ha! Willy Wonka. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: By the way, this show, uh, bizarrely enough, is dedicated to Willy Wonka himself. Uh, He just died uh, two days ago.
2: Gene Wilder and Mr. Fuji. Come on.
0: Yes. Yes. Gene Wilder. Uh, great guy. Very... He, he really knew how to bring um, depths to characters that we will never understand. Uh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so, then, uh, Lords of Salem. So now he goes and says, let me do everything I want to do that nobody cares or is asking for or may like, and I'm going to do it, though, because I feel like it. He goes and makes lords of salem and upon uh multiple watches i realized the greatness in that yes justin always did and dave always did nice and i I said this at some show at some point um i don't know if you remember that dave i remember
2: remember you saw watch it the second time and said you had a better time with it but i i haven't really picked your brain on it since so i'm glad that
0: yeah no i have you watched
2: it since have you watched it more than twice
0: uh, three times. I still think it's great.
2: Awesome, cool, good. Yeah, I,
0: I finally got it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh,
2: it took a while, but not for everybody. But
0: no, great. no, no. So, here's why I went through that whole thing. Uh, huh. for this movie, and even what he admittedly said was the motivation for making it, in which the Broad Street bullies were uh, like whatever he said it it took forever to make or something so he had to go ahead and just pick anything else so he just said i can come up with something in 2 seconds
2: just to prove a point this is basically what i got out of it
1: right yeah yeah which is pretty crazy he yeah. couldn't get funding for broad street bullies cuz nobody wants to see a rob zombie hockey movie they want to see a rob zombie movie about killer clowns in a factory and he he came up with that idea just to prove a point that that's what people want
0: Right. And yep. he didn't prove that point because he actually had to get crowdfunding. No actual <laughs> studio actually backed him. So he didn't prove anything. I don't so, and, and that might be indicative of what I'm about to say. So what I'm getting out of that whole spiel and this movie in itself is that I always felt Rob Zombie had some type of artistic vision. And I, I really believe there is a lot to this guy. I think he's very, he has a lot of depths and <clears throat> a lot of horror knowledge and a lot of regurgitation, not in a negative sense, that could come out and be really fun for us. But after seeing this and hearing about why it was made and all that kind of stuff, I feel like he no longer has that need for some great vision to be brought to life. And I feel like. He's just shooting this. Uh, just to get something done in his style. And something that is a basic idea that. Will probably work. And that's it. And that's not good. that That's not somebody who has a longevity to them. It's almost like. Sometimes I feel Kirk Cobain shot himself because he really felt that, you know, uh, Bleach was a good start, Nevermind was everything he thought it could be, and In Utero was the rebellious answer to Nevermind. And from there, he really had nothing. And I think in some shallow way, he killed himself because he he almost knew that well i might be dead anyway at 35 with my heroin addiction so and you know i'm i'm doing drugs like there's no tomorrow so i i who god only knows if i'll make it to 30 so why not stop before i release bullshit and i'm known as a joke and somebody who's a two-hit one album wonder or something and and was done so Don't
2: tell me you want rob zombie to kill himself now <laughs> I you think. Know what you're getting at. <laughs> I
0: I think Rob Zombie should probably. I think he just threw everything at us, but the kitchen sink, and I think he's probably done. You know, if you're really, if you're making movies on on something that you thought of it for two seconds, and the dialogue's not amazing, and the kills are not amazing, and the characters are only half engaging, I think you're probably finished and especially if no studio has any interest and you have to ask your fans to back you I think you probably are running on fumes here and it's time to to go and uh, let's see, you did music and movies what else is there? Did, did he ever paint pictures and sell them on eBay or, yet or no? <laughs> like, like, I don't know where else to go but I, I think movies is about, I think he's done
2: you won't be done he'll keep making them do
1: you really think i, that? I think that he really wanted to do that hockey movie that was a passion piece for him and yeah. maybe that's what his next step will be and maybe it'll once he gets it out of his system it'll reinvigorate him for for horror once again but you know one thing that he said in that q a was that i've always made the movie that people didn't want me to make and this is the first movie that i made that people wanted. This is the type of movie that that they expect me to make and I, this is the first time that I actually did that. And I think that's his core mistake right there. He didn't do what he wanted to do and he just did something to cater or to please or to like right, uh, you, expect- you know. Right. Yeah. And I think that was the fatal flaw with this where he did it didn't seem like he was, you know, inspired. This didn't seem like an art piece or something that he was No, it was very about. uninspiring very uninspired. So I, I really think that that was, was his biggest flaw with this particular film and, you know, it does seem like it's a film that he created within five minutes, at, you know, the script or the narrative or whatever if it really comes off that way. So that's not a good thing to, no. to happen. Uh, but I don't think he's done either. I, I hope he does make his hockey movie. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not super interested in his hockey movie or anything but maybe that will... will you know further his career and he'll come back and and that's happened before with a lot of the masters where they went and did their passion project and then they came back to horror uh with like Wes Craven with uh Music of the Heart or whatever that film was um and you know so a couple other directors had done comedies and came back so maybe maybe Rob Zombie just needs to sort of i mean he's been doing horror for over a decade now uh and that's all he's done. So right. so maybe maybe he does need to get out there and try that hockey movie. Well,
0: I, I think he should try crowdfunding in Canada if uh, he wants to get the hockey. <laughs>
1: yeah, if he wants to make that <laughs> hockey movie. huh?
0: No, no, no honestly, um, I don't think he'll ever top Mighty Ducks 2. But, um, yeah, I think he should go ahead and do that and get that out of his system and uh, move on from there. Uh, so, yeah. Well, we talked about it all we can about this movie, basically, and uh, I already gave my rating. I give it a 3 out of 5, which means I liked it. However, it has these uh, omissions uh, to it, and I really do hope Dave's right, and there is an uncut Uh, directors or whatever uncut, unrated version Blu-ray coming. I'm not sure I want to get the Blu-ray. I don't think I have a burning desire to see this like 12 times which is like the minimum amount of uh, times I need to see something if I'm willing to buy it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I might get it. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, So uh, Justin, what do you give this movie out of 5?
1: Out of 5 I would go with a 3 as well. You liked it. Yeah, I did like it. I, I'll, I'll buy this on Blu-ray, watch the unrated version. It, it's one that I'll probably go back to again, uh, especially just out of curiosity to see w- what actually would be different. But uh, it, it's a f- film that you can have fun with. It's It definitely is. But on an analytical approach and a critical pr- approach, which is what we do here with this podcasting, you know, you, it, it's obviously probably going to sound like we didn't like it because those glaring holes are way more obvious than the, the positive stuff. And it's just that you can't really hype up the fun factor right. in a critical way. So I did like it, though. Uh, so three out of five.
0: Yeah, you actually said that better than me. You know, I probably will buy it. You're right. I probably will because it was good enough. I, and I enjoyed the ride. It was a great ride. And I don't have that much uh, in my movie-going experiences. So I agree. I, I probably will pick this up if it's about $15. Uh, Dave. Dave. What is your rating on this movie?
2: Um, I'm going to go with a 3.5, three and a half out of five. Right. I enjoyed it. Um, and, of course, I'm going to buy the Blue. I, all, I own all his other Blues, and he's a very visual director, and it, it translates, you know, well uh, with high definition. So I'm banking on that. Well I watch this movie a dozen times, like I have four of his other five movies, i don't know at this point i really can't even answer that i don't know but i do want to see it one more time for the gore and see if it grows on me more but it's a fun ride i enjoy it it's nothing special it's not you know it's probably not going to make my top 10 for the year but i think it's a good horror movie and it's fun and i'll just leave it at that
0: yes i think that's perfect it's a perfect answer okay guys well we hope you like this impromptu edition of the skeleton crew it's a nice little uh, bonus a uh, uh especially for oh bone a by the way i want to emphasize <laughs> that <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah believe it or not i just thought of that as a
2: skeletonation there yeah, you go exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh a bonus so I hope you liked it um it's in the midst of our phantasm retrospective especially for you guys who are like oh my god why are they covering that series? I have to waste two months of not hearing the crew any new shows besides that kind of thing but here you go now you have something else hey so we mix it up a little bit see we that's it we we do it like that guys so uh once again I want to thank justin uh for coming on, thank you so much, and uh, everybody, check out 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, as well as his five or six other, <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> as well as his th- uh, one, two, three, th- three other podcasts. Just go to com. go to horrorphilia Network Podcast, A through H, and you will see all four of his podcasts. They're all great, because he is on them, and you just got a great taste tonight Thanks, Justin. You did a great job. Thank you, Dave. And um, it's been fun. And I hope you guys uh, all come back uh, very soon for the Phantasm Part 2 show. Guys, have a good night, and we'll see you later. See you.
3: Bye.